Welcome to this episode of Doctors Who Create. Uh, I'm Shiv. I'm Darlena. And we thought it'd be good to give you a behind-the-scenes look at who these podcast producers are. So we're going to introduce ourselves and tell you a little bit about how we join Doctors Who Create and what our creative passions are outside of medicine. Yeah, we hope um, getting to know us better kind of makes you more excited to hear uh, more episodes that we put out there and why we think these stories that we're telling and these people that we're spotlighting are so great and worthy of your of your listen. Mm-hmm. And I always feel like podcasts are more interesting when you know a little bit about, you know, who's doing the interviewing right. rather than having this wall up. So we're going to break down that wall. Yeah. Awesome. Sounds good. Do you want to start off, Shiv? So currently I'm, I just graduated from uh, the University of Pennsylvania where Doctors Who Create actually started. And <clears throat> now I'm going to be doing, I'm pursuing a Fulbright grant to pursue a master's degree at the University of Roehampton in London. Um, and it's a degree in dance anthropology. So basically what that means is uh, a study of how humans have kind of interacted with dance and movement throughout history and how it affects social cultural movements these days. And uh, even like looking at dance and ritual practice and my interests kind of lie in the intersection of dance and its therapeutic potential. So, so I have a lot of kind of ideas in my head about where I want this to go and uh, what I want my final dissertation to be about. Um, but then down the line, I see kind of avenues for medical school, obviously. Um, and kind of what draws me to this field of dance anthropology is both my interest in medicine and my, my creative pursuits outside of medicine and music and dance that have kind of always guided me in this direction. What's yeah. your dance background like and your music background? So I used to, um, I, I've taken like singing lessons with my siblings since I was, since for as long as I can remember, since I was like three maybe. Um, and we started in Indian classical music, which kind of transformed into Western classical and opera and the study of musical theater and all of that once I got to high school. And then I've studied Indian classical dance. It's a form called Guttak. Uh, since I was six. So, and I now hold a bachelor's degree in it, which I, which I kind of earned through taking theory and practical exams to kind of advance in the curriculum. And so, yeah, so those, so studying both of these like ancient arts for so long kind of, kind of um, propelled me to, to continue studying them. And I, I didn't want kind of my interest in medicine or, or my interest in science to, kind of outbalance these interests. So I, I, I continually, continually try to kind of find a way where they intersect and can inform each other. At what point did you realize that these two very different things could even intersect? Because I'd never heard of dance anthropology until I spoke with you about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I actually didn't. I so So my first two years of college were kind of just like a big mishmash of being worried about like whether I should even pursue medicine or or what I even want to do with these these two sides of my life that don't seem to overlap at all and then I I found that as I kind of kept pursuing them both separately just me just my identity developing um amidst all of that and kind of like both parts of myself pursuing them separately kind Mm -hmm. of made one person that's pursuing both of them simultaneously and 
in a way I don't know how to explain it, but they can they can they can somehow come to inform each other. Like for example, I discovered approaches like narrative medicine and the medical humanities, which draw a lot of um, draw a lot from the humanities, literature, um, theater, and music and dance. And they use this to kind of treat the person as a whole, treat the patient as a whole. And so I thought if like a lot of narrative medicine is based in literature, so um, why can't like dance um, inform like therapeutic interventions? And, and so it was really an internship at the American Autism Association that I kind of found this, this area of like therapeutic potential for dance and thought maybe this is something I can pursue like through medicine. Um, cause I was leading at the American Autism Association. I did an internship there and I was leading their dance therapy intervention. Um, and then kind of working with the kids there and actually seeing them improve over the five weeks of the program showed me that there is something here and I should, I should pursue this with the experience that I have. That similar story about finding a way through creativity and medicine to combine mm -hmm. these two really different aspects of one's identity is something yeah. that I feel like I've heard a lot talking to people at the doctors who create conference totally. the, or just talking to people who follow the site or listen to this podcast or even, or even the people we, we interview for the podcast. Yeah, I definitely. Think it's just, I think it's just a refusal to kind of give up everything that's made you, you up to the point. And then, because I think for so long, people who are entering medicine were told like, this is your life now, like this is all you can do. And, and I think growing up now and, because careers are so much more um, mendable and like you can really do whatever you want. People are doing different things every like five years. You kind of you kind of want to pursue so many things at one time and and you find ways to kind of do that. Mm -hmm. And so, the path of traditional medical training isn't really one that typically allows for that. But I feel right, like in right, recent right. times, people have found avenues to do it, like you were saying. Totally, totally. So how did you kind of come to medicine? And this world, the whole world of medicine. Wow, that's like, a yeah, big question. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like medicine had been something that I had on my radar from for a really long time. I'd always gravitated toward the biological sciences and things like that. But I definitely went through many periods of questioning whether I was on the right path. And it was in college after trying many different fields. Um, and also doing an internship at a hospital where I got to rotate through all of the different major fields of medicine. And I feel like that experience by the end of that summer, I, I knew that I had been on the right path. And since going to medical school, I feel like every day has validated that decision and has made me feel like I am in the right place for me. And now I'm a third year medical student at NYU. So I've been doing my clerkships this year. And I feel like the amount of learning on the on the job every day mm -hmm. has just been so rewarding and fulfilling. <laughs> and in terms of creativity in medicine, I feel like similarly to you, I had a lot of interests outside of just science that right. I wanted to explore. And I feel like I've been able more or less to keep those interests up throughout my medical school experience, even when it's been busy, by combining it. So... For example, when I was studying for exams during preclinical years, mm -hmm. I would try to make little games, like board games, to teach myself concepts because I love playing oh. board games normally. And yeah. <laughs> there are certain 
uh, things like transcription and translation, where that could actually really easily be a card game. So it all started out when I was just making flashcards for myself so I could memorize all of the abbreviations. Yeah. And there was a peptide chain, a sequence, and then I put it out with my flashcards to better understand what that mm -hmm. would look like. And then I was like, oh, this kind of, you know, how you would start a game, basically. Yeah. And like from noticing that, those parallels. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then from that, I was able to create a little bit of a, like a, a beta version of the game. <laughs> and I invited friends over to play it, even friends who were not necessarily in medicine. And they had a fun time. So I feel like <laughs> that was the litmus test being like, oh, yeah. this is actually something. Uh, yeah, 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 definitely. And then what, what other kind of fields have you explored with like intersecting with medicine? For my clerkship year, something that I've really been drawn to was spoken word poetry. I'd always really enjoyed listening to spoken word, but I hadn't really felt like I had good content to put out there. And right. clerkship year gave me a lot of good content. <laughs> <laughs> so I started writing an anthology of poetry, spoken word poetry inspired by different biological systems. For example, uh, I wrote one about cardiology and my first heartbreak and combined those two. Mm. And uh, I wrote one about my mother, my relationship with my mother, and also the menstrual cycle when I was on my OBGYN rotation. Wow, yeah. Uh, so I felt like that was a really good avenue for me to use this space as a creative outlet and reflect. And also it was good motivation to study because yeah. I had to look up all these terms and think about how I could make them into different plays on words and how to get them to sound a certain way in, in poetry. Totally. Yeah. And I love that. I feel like, um, you kind of didn't know that these would be the avenues that you take, um, until you kind of enter the medical world and we're, we're in medical school, we're in those, we're like doing those clerkships that you realize like, Oh, like this board game is a great way for me to learn this or, or like th this poetry is like a great way for me to express this. And, and like, you could have never known that until you were, you know, like on the ground doing that work. That's true. They <laughs> both came really very cool. spontaneously. Is that um, how you would describe how you got involved with doctors who create to begin with? Was it a spontaneous uh, sort of decision? <laughs> Um, I think so. I actually got involved because I talked to, uh, I was really, my really good friend, Isabella Kwan is involved with Doctors Who Create. And, um, she actually told me about the organization after I kind of revealed my, um, interest, my like intersectional interest to her. Cause she's similarly interested in photography and, and medicine and, and the intersections that lie there, uh, since she's studying the medical humanities this year too. Um, and so, I found this organization and I was so surprised that it exists because up till now, I mean, up till I found Doctors Who Create, I feel like I'd met so many physicians who were just kind of tired of the mundanity of the profession and, and kept telling me like, don't pursue this. Like you're going to regret it later on and stuff like that. And, and I kept that, that's what I think caused this whole like digging hole kind of um, mentality that, that made my first two years of college. And I was like, do I really want to do this? There were, there were a lot of doubts floating in the air. And then once I finally found a community that, that fostered, um, creative thinking and different approaches in medicine, uh, novel approaches, 
it was really exciting to find this space and find people who kind of think like me. Yeah, that is great. The community, I think, has yeah. been phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Totally, totally. And I think the, the conference part. this year was elucid, super elucidating for, for that because there were people who were kind of um, coming from all walks of life. And it wasn't just, I like that it wasn't just physicians who were, who were there. It was like people from, yeah, all these different fields um, all taking part in this conversation that we're talking about, including creativity in the, in a field like medicine that has been lacking, I feel like, in it for so long. Mm-hmm. That's really well said. Yeah. I feel like kind of going off of that, yeah. the thing that I've found so valuable about being part of Doctors Who Create is mm-hmm. meeting like-minded people at the conference, for example, or reaching out to them when I'm interviewing them and learning so much about all the different ways in which creativity can be harnessed and and used. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. what do you think? um, So in this podcast role that we've embarked on, (laughs) what's been your your kind of favorite part of bringing to light these stories and these, um, yeah, these stories, these physicians and people we talk to? Yeah, that's a great question. I feel like in a way, podcasting has been my, another creative endeavor of mine because I went into it not knowing anything really about podcasts (laughs) besides enjoying listening to other people's podcasts. So learning how to use GarageBand, the technical skills, but also I think more importantly, learning how to piece together a story has been something that I've really enjoyed. Yeah. Once I have an idea about what I want the next episode to be about, then I'll go and research people who are doing things and think about what part of the conversation do I want to highlight first? Uh, Or even during the interview, how do I want to ask this question to elicit the the response that I think listeners would want to hear? Totally, totally. And I think it can be intimidating when... um at least from my experience, when you're, when you have kind of a set number of questions that you want to ask, and then the conversation kind of steers in a different direction and you just kind of go with it. And I think that's something that I learned to, to just like follow after my first few podcasts, but in the beginning it used to like trip me up a lot, but I think that's the part of the learning curve and that's what makes it exciting. Yeah, definitely a learning process for us. And it's been fun working with you. I know (laughs) it's been awesome. Yeah, taking turns and, you know, getting whenever, to yeah. bring whoever our has ideas. Time, whoever has more time in their schedule <laughs> can kind of yeah. take over. It's worked out so far. I know, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, especially thinking about uh, the series that I was doing in the month of June, where each month was, each week was focused on a different intersection of medicine yeah yeah that was awesome. medicine dance and medicine I think that's really when I had to think a lot about storytelling and whose narrative to put first and right and when you're when you're kind it. of making a quilt of so many people's stories you don't want any of them to get lost yeah definitely yeah I th- yeah I think it's it's also um well, like narrative medicine is is an approach that kind of puts storytelling at the forefront. So I feel like podcasting kind of helps me um, like tell that story and then understand kind of, kind of because hopefully I think it'll help me in the long run become like a more empathic physician. And I guess broadly I can see this informing the care that I provide one day, hopefully in a clinic. 
Mm -hmm. Definitely. I think there's a lot of uh, overlap there. A lot of medicine is taking a history and asking the right questions. Right, right. That was my experience today. I was um, on outpatient pediatrics and uh, saw 18 patients. And with each patient, getting them to open up and feel comfortable and develop that rapport in such a short amount of time and talk about their lives is... Mm. It's very similar now that I think about it. So you're like in your third year. Um, do you think you've had enough space um, or just like be able to fulfill other parts of your life while also pursuing medicine so strongly? I would say there are definitely more sacrifices to be made during clerkship year given time restraints. Certain clerkships are more time intensive than others. So I feel like it's a balance where maybe one month I might not be able to pursue those mm, yeah, totally. hobbies as much, but then I make it up the next month. But um, okay. even on certain more time intensive uh, rotations, like on surgery, I actually found like, I thought I had a lot of thinking time because mm. in the OR, when I am there retracting for hours, there is still a lot of quiet time. Right, right. I found that's so those true. Experiences to think, yeah. and that's where I wrote most of my poetry. <laughs> Definitely, it's been a good time for creativity in medicine. So I'm excited to see what the future holds. Me too. Yeah. And Do you have the future of this podcast? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Do you have uh, certain interviews coming up that you can give a preview for in the pipeline? Well, I. Well, so I just moved to the UK last week, actually. So um, Roehampton has a very small medical humanities research group, and I've just been uh, emailing those people <laughs> over the past week because I'm excited to get involved there uh, with the research and and even interview the faculty there. But a lot of them are on leave currently <laughs> because August is a big um, holiday month. But I hope to hear back from them and and kind of spotlight that program. Since a lot of like universities in the UK are now kind of moving towards creating medical humanities research groups and then move, creating whole programs out of those. So yeah, I'm that's so cool. to see what there is to explore, yeah. I'm interested to see what some of the cultural differences are between how medicine is practiced in different countries. Um, I'm interested in bibliotherapy, which is something I've been reading more about recently and how books can be used. Uh, with the therapeutic potential. So I'm hoping to speak with some doctors who have written children's books. Um, so I'm, I'm looking up a list of, of people who fit that criteria, but that cool. is hopefully the next episode coming. Very exciting. I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing that. And I loved your Spotlight series, by the way. <laughs> oh, thank you. So hopefully this gave the listeners a better insight into who Shiv and I are as people. <laughs> <laughs> it's been fun. Getting yeah, interviewed for a change. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was interesting to kind of reflect on your own background and what what draws you to this field. And I think I think even talking about it is a good reminder of of like why we're here, you know, and pursuing this every day. And I think it's a good reminder that we have made it this far and and are doing the things that we love and are passionate about and can move forward and with with the best foot. <laughs> And yeah. it is kind of hard being on the other end, you know? <laughs> so, so much respect. And as we said in the beginning, we hope this makes you guys more excited to hear more from us and more about the stories that we're about to tell.
And that's all we got for this episode of Doctors Who Create. Hope you enjoyed it. If you like what you're hearing, don't forget to subscribe, tell a friend, leave a review. We would love to hear from you. And if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can email us at doctorswhocreate at gmail.com. Or tweet us at doctorscreate. Or check out our website, doctorswhocreate.com, to listen to our podcast episodes and also to check out other articles and profiles of physicians who are creative. Intro music brought to you by the band Night Float.